Amen. How are y'all doing this morning? So y'all gonna y'all can turn to Second Chronicles chapter twenty, and we'll be pulling our text this morning from verse twenty and twenty-one. And I'm gonna say this right now. Well, Dad, thank you for letting me come and minister this morning. Um, this church has a lot of memories for me. I grew up here. Uh, I preached my first message here. It was a uh, youth night uh, back in the day, and uh, our youth pastor at the time said, uh, Isaac, we want you to minister. And I ministered, I think, for like 15 minutes. So God did some good. That was the start of something. I didn't realize what God would do. Uh, but I have a lot of memories here. God has blessed us here. And Mom, Dad, thank you all for giving me this opportunity. Y'all did raise us right, and y'all did what was right in the sight of the Lord. And um, we're, we're, we're blessed. As my dad said, I'm, I'm just not a YouTuber and a podcaster. I'm also the youth minister of New Beginning Fellowship in Brobridge, Louisiana. God has called me and my family there, my wife and my three beautiful children. My first son was dedicated here. I got married right here, me and my wife, so uh, 10 years ago. So God, is doing, uh, God has done great and marvelous things. And I'm going to say this right now. Dad, the song you picked this while ago, it confirmed that what the word I've chosen today that the Lord has given me, because the title of my message is, Praise the Lord for His Mercy Endures Forever. Now, I, I had another title for it, and I maybe should have called it that, but I thought the scripture fix did, that, did it justice. I was going to title it, Praise Him Anyway. So we're going to be pulling, again, from Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 20 and 21. And the scriptures reads, so they rose early in the morning and went into the wilderness of Tico. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets. And Syria, I don't need you right now. <laughs> All right, one second. iPad's messing up. All right. Um... It said, believe the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your, Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Verse 21, and when he had counsel with the people, he appointed those who stood, should sing to the Lord, and who should praise the beauty of the holiness, as they went out before the army, and were saying, praise the Lord, for his mercies endures forever. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for allowing me to come here this morning and to preach your word. Thank you for the word that you have given me. Lord, I pray that you would minister unto your people this morning and minister to me as I proclaim your word. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So the story that I'm about to tell you is one of my favorites of the Bible. It talks about a king of Judah that was named Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was one of the most godly kings in the nation of Israel, or Judah. He started his reign by establishing the right way to worship the Lord. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 18 that he went ahead and, and he stopped the worship of the high places. He went ahead and told the people, look, there's only one place to worship, and that is Jerusalem. If you, if you hear... The, if, you, if you study Jewish culture, the only place that they could worship and praise and offer sacrifice was in the temple on the golden altar. 
And it, only one person could go into that altar once, once a year, and that was the high priest. And then he would go in there trembling. It is said that he would wear bells underneath his robes, and the bells stopped moving, he was in trouble. They just had to pull him out with a rope. Because there was only one place he could go. Only one place you can go and worship. And Jehoshaphat said that is not going to happen. We're not going to have all these high places. We're not going to go ahead and worship God another way. We're going to do it the right way. He read his Bible. The Bible says that Jehoshaphat was a king after David, not like after his father, Asa. Because Asa served the Lord, but he served him halfway. Jehoshaphat said, look, I'm going to bring in the Bible. I'm going to go ahead and tear down the high places. Do you know when you come to the Lord, sometimes you have to tear down some high places. Sometimes you got to go ahead and say, look, it's time to pull down the things that are hindering me from worshiping the Lord. Sometimes we have to pull down the high places and put back the right way. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pastors that want to come behind God's sacred desk and preach, but they don't want to pull down the high places. Israel was not happy with Jehoshaphat probably. He's saying, hey, look, you know that neighborhood church that's not preaching the gospel? You got to go to the right place. This is why we encourage you to find a church that is preaching God's word. Because those churches have pulled down the high places. But Jehoshaphat was not the most perfect king. He made some errors. One was allowing his son to marry the ungodly king's daughter in Israel. The most wicked king of Israel was Ahab. His wife was Jezebel. For some reason, Jehoshaphat did not see the counsel of the Lord, and he did not ask the Lord, should I make an alliance with the northern kingdom? Think about it. One of the most godly kings of Judah aligned with one of the most wicked kings of Israel. It didn't make sense. But even as a man of God, we make mistakes. As people of God, we will make mistakes. Did Jehoshaphat counsel? Did he ask the Lord? We, we don't know. The Bible is not clear. But they made this ungodly alliance, and Ahab told Jehoshaphat, look, I need to fight a war. Can you come and fight with me? Jehoshaphat, having the knowledge of God, said, I'll go with you, but let's hear what the man of God has to say. That 400 prophets go up to Ahab and they're like, oh, it's fine. Go and you're going to win the battle. You're going you're gonna to be victorious. Jehoshaphat still wasn't settled. And he asked the question, which we should ask in America with all these mega churches and all these people that are preaching the gospel or you, tickling your ear. Is there not a man of Israel that speaks for God? <laughs> Is there not? Look, there's a lot of cotton candy preachers I like to call them. The Joe Olsteins, the Jesse DePlantis, they like to tickle your ear and they like to give you something good to nibble on, but they don't give you the meat that comes from the bone. And a man of God showed up, told Jehoshaphat, you shouldn't go. But Jehoshaphat, still hearing the word of the Lord, still chose to go with Ahab. Now, Ahab chose to be a real good friend. He told Jehoshaphat, listen, you dress in your royal robes, I'll dress in regular material, so uh, regular armor, so they won't come after me. And when Jehoshaphat did not do the word of the Lord, he found himself in trouble. All the armies were going after Jehoshaphat because they thought he was Ahab. And he cried, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. You know when we, we get in a pickle and we do something wrong? 
Thank the Lord. He called. We can say, Lord, help us. And he comes, help us. Now, Ahab, who thought he was being smart by trying to outdo God because God told him, you're going to die in this battle. Thought he was going to wear normal clothes and nobody was going to touch him. One military archery pulled his bow. Wasn't even aiming, just let go and hope it landed in the right place. And it landed between Ahab's armor and his neck. Don't tell me God, tell God's word don't come true. That dude didn't know what he was doing. He's just pulling the arrow. But Jehoshaphat survived the battle. He got back to Jerusalem. And the Bible says there was another man of God that rose up and went to Jehoshaphat. And he asked him this question in verse 2 of 19. And Jehu, the son of Hema, and, uh, and the seer who went out to meet him and said, King Jehoshaphat, should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Therefore, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. Nevertheless, good thing you are found, found in you is that you have removed the wooden images from the land and have prepared your heart to seek the Lord. Jehoshaphat took this warning and didn't do like the other kings. He didn't do like Ahab and put the prophet of God in jail. He went ahead and he told him, you know what, I'm going to repent. And what he did before, after taking down the high places and asked for Israel to come back to God, he, re he did it again. He said, look, I have sinned. The nation has sinned. We joined this alliance. It's time for a revival. He called for a national day of prayer. He called for fasting. He said, let's start doing what's right in the sight of the Lord again. Right. Which we get to our text. And I'm going to tell you this right now. The devil's going to try to take you out more ways than one. See, he tried to let Jehoshaphat join an alliance, and he thought that alliance would influence him to back on God. Me and my wife, we had a close friend a while back, and he's still a close friend, but I started seeing some things I didn't like. He called me a while back, and he said, man, why are you not hanging out with us no more? I said, I don't want to be influenced by you. I have three children, and I don't want to get influenced. Because you see, later on, we find out in 2 Chronicles 22, Jehoshaphat's son, marrying Ahab's daughter, turned Judah back to Baal. So just remember this, people. Who you hang out with, who you let influence you, it will just not affect you. It will affect your children and their children. Because two generations after Jehoshaphat was Judah in trouble. They were in sin. But Jehoshaphat, but the devil, the devil... Said, you know what? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop Jehoshaphat by letting it influence him to go the other way. So you know what? I'm going to take his blessing. Because after this, Israel was, Judah was blessed. They had riches. It is said that Jehoshaphat probably had one of the biggest armies at that time. But the devil said, you know what? I'm going to take his blessing. So the devil went ahead and stirred up the Amorites, the Moabites, and the people of El Jira, I think it is a land, Jira, to come against Judah. A battle was stirring. They started coming to Judah. It was told to Jehoshaphat that, hey, listen, there's an army coming. And you have a big army, but this army is bigger than your army. What are we going to do? Now, a lot of us in life, we see a battle coming or we're in a battle. And we're afraid like Jehoshaphat is. And we have an option. We can go ahead and try to do it on our own. We can go ahead and say, you know what, Lord? We're going to take care of this. We're going to go ahead and fight this battle. We have a big army. Trust in our resources. But Jehoshaphat didn't do that. It is said in the Bible that Jehoshaphat 
feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. He said, listen, we're having a prayer service. There's a battle going around. He didn't do it on his own. He, and he, look, he didn't just say, look, I'm going to stay in my prayer closet. I'm just going to go ahead and pray on my own and hope the Lord. No, he called the church. He called the people of God. We talked about this in our youth group last Wednesday night. There's a lot of people. You know why they're afraid to call church members or call church people? Because the Bible says, call the brothers and tell them you're false so that they can pray with one another. Hey, can you encourage me? You know what's bad about church folk? And look, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to condemn you, but I feel the Lord telling me to say this. When somebody calls you with a problem to pray with them, don't call Sister So-So and Brother Nene and tell them, hey, th this is what's going on. And hey, man, did you hear the gossip? Because you turn that from helping your brother into gossip into sin. And they wonder, well, why, why church people are not close? I wonder why church people don't feel like family. Well, we have backbiters. We have people that go ahead. We're supposed to edify one another. If a brother and sister in Christ call me, I'm supposed to pray with them. But it's not happening in the church. And that needs to be addressed. But, Jude, but he called Judah and they stood and they praised. And they went to the temple of the Lord and to the new court, the outer court. And Jehoshaphat prayed a prayer that was probably one of the greatest in the Bible. He went ahead and started in verse, four, uh, in verse uh, 5. And Joseph had stood in the symbol of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O, God, o Lord God of he our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hands is not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwelt in it and you have built you a sanctuary in it for your name saying, if disaster comes upon you, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, will you stand before this temple and in your presence for your name is in this temple and cry out, you are afflicted and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon and Moab and Malshira, whom you would let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming and throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inhabit. O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have, now, we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. One of the greatest prayers, I believe, probably the second greatest prayer that was said in the temple, and he quoted the first one, was Solomon. When Solomon dedicated the temple and he said, Lord, if we come before this temple and we have problems, we have trouble, you say come and pray and we will, it will turn. You know, a lot of Christians, when they're about to face a trial and tribulation, they're about to face tr uh, uh, tr some troubled times, they try to do it on their own, they don't seek the Lord. You know what? What we need to do as believers of Christ, do like Jehoshaphat did. Jehoshaphat went to the temple and he reminded the Lord of his word. This is what he quoted. He didn't quote New York Times. He didn't quote CNN. He didn't quote Fox News. He quoted the word. Amen. There's a lot of problems going on in this world today. 
And you know what? Look, I, I deal with a lot of politics. I watch, I watch these news networks. But one of my friends called me the other day and said, how do you keep yourself lifted up? Because I said, that's not my hope. That's not my hope. This is my hope. This is the word. The word of the Lord tells me that when I'm in times of trouble, I can call upon him. Jehoshaphat did that. Jehoshaphat went to the temple and he prayed and said, Lord, you told us if we come here, we are going to be saved because we put our faith and trust in you. They were having revival. There's armies all around them. They're coming to take the blessing from Jehoshaphat. Where they're at, they're in church. They're praising. They're asking the Lord for help because they knew they couldn't do it on their own strength. They knew they couldn't do it on their willpower. They were in church. Now, while they're praying and the Lord's moving, the Spirit of the Lord moved upon a prophet, Jehizu. Jehizu. That's how it is. I'm a Cajun. I'm not Hebrew. <laughs> this prophet was mentioned only one time in the Bible, and it is this time. And the Spirit of the Lord moved upon him and listened to the Lord's response. He said, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed. Because this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God. Amen. Let's reiterate what Paul said. Paul said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He said, don't be, don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid. The battle's yours. Guess what? The battle you're going through right now, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's not yours. It's God's. The battle you're going through, it's not the world's. It's God's. A lot of people want to say, well, this is my battle and my trial. No, it's not. It's God. And if you do what Jehoshaphat did and pray and say, Lord, help me and wait for his answer, because a lot of people don't wait for their, his answer. They say, Lord, help me through this trial. I'm going to go do this. And the Lord's like, I didn't even get a chance to talk. <laughs> you got to wait for his answer. And then he says, watch, this is the promise the Lord tells him in verse 16. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the uh, of Z. I, like I said, I'm not Hebrew. I apologize. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeru. And you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not, be free, do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go against them, for the Lord is with you. The Lord said, you're not even going to have to fight. You won't even have to raise a sword. I, I, I did this. I, I, teach, I taught this message at a Bible uh, chapel at the school. And I, I used the analogy like this. They didn't even have to bring out the tanks. They didn't have to bring out the, the, the F-16s or whatever they call them, jets. They didn't have to bring out the helicopters. They didn't have to bring out the machine guns. God just told them, go stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He reminded them what he told Moses. Remember, Moses was in a predicament where a red sea was in front of him and the armies in the back. They're in a pickle. They can't get through. And guess what? God said, look, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He told Jehoshaphat, hey, don't worry about it. I got it. Continuing, the next, Jehoshaphat heard the word of the Lord and started praising, saying, Lord, thank you. He believed the word of the Lord. Again, a lot of people, they might wait for the word of the Lord, but guess what? They're not going to go ahead and listen. Well, did the Lord really say that? Did the Lord really say he's going to conquer all my enemies? They have doubt. But Jehoshaphat said, no, I'm not doubting. He bowed his head and he prayed and he thanked the Lord. 
then the Levites did something that, like I said, this was kind of a weird situation. You should be in a situation room planning out your attack. Jehoshaphat said, guess what? We're going to go ahead and call out the worship team. Let's have a prayer service. Let's worship the Lord. They started singing. They probably started singing, I will sing. No matter in my darkest hour, I'm still going to praise you. Remind me of that song by, by Brandon Lake where he says, I'm going to praise you anyway. <laughs> I'm going to just praise you anyway. I might praise you in the lion's den. I might praise you in the furnace, but guess what? I'm going to praise you anyway. They went ahead and continued to praise the Lord. The next day they rose up, and this is where we come to our text. He rose up, and he said, you know what? In Israel, let's believe God what he told us last night. We're going into battle. We're getting ready. Joseph had made, that's where he made the quote, praise them. They, they, they got the worship team together. And like I said, I could imagine, could you imagine in the Pentagon? They're sitting down, and there's a nation that's about to face America. And President Biden comes up and says, listen, guys, the Lord told me we're fighting this battle, and we won't have to fire a shell. Great, Mr. President, what are we going to do? Well, I called the praise team from Coda Holmes Fellowship to come out. They're going to go in the front lines. <laughs> Or in my case, hey, you know, we call, we call Brother Benjamin and, and Brother Isaac for the worship team in New Begin. They're going to team up, and we're all going to go after. Wait, that don't make no sense. <laughs> the praise team? We're about to be annihilated, and you want to have a worship service? It don't make sense. But, but the song they were singing, praise the Lord. For his mercies endures forever. They understood where the battle lied. It was not lying on sword or spear or chariot. It was on the word of the Lord. Your trial, your tribulation should not be based on your circumstance. It needs to be based on the word of the Lord. So they go out to battle. Yeah, and uh, Book's in the back, but remember that old cartoon of Gospel Bill when they, they did a song of this? And the, the guy that was singing said, hey, you could, you could probably hear the electric guitar going out there. The bass. They had the drum. They start praising the Lord and they praise. Praise the Lord for your mercy endures forever. The Bible says in the camp of the enemy, they heard shouting, screaming, and praise. They didn't know what it was. The enemy, look, the enemy thinks they got you in a corner. They think, hey, you're going to go ahead and we, we're going to annihilate this believer. But when you start praising the Lord and you start trusting his word, the enemy's like, what's going on? The demons in hell are like, what's going on? I'm going to quote a good uh, uh, artist that is with the Lord now, Carmen, saying, hey, there's a revival going on. The demons, we're trembling. Well, what's going on? We hear drums. We hear music. We hear shouting. What's going on? And he put the confusion on them. And the Bible says in this confusion, the Moabites and Amer uh, Amorites say, well, it must be our enemies. They went and attacked their third ally. And that led to them attacking each other. And they, in their confusion, they were killing each other. The, Lord, the Bible said the Lord set up an ambush. The Lord sent a spirit of confusion. You know why? Because God's people was praising. The enemy didn't know what to do. I'm going to tell you, church, the enemy don't know what to do when you start praising the Lord. When you're doubting, he's like, I got him. When you live in fear, I got him. But when you start saying, you know what, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise him anyway. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. The enemy don't know what to do. You know what the enemy's doing? 
I fired my missiles. I fired my lies. I fired my deceit. But they're not backing down. They're still praising the Lord. The Lord said, look, you don't have control of them. They're mine. They're mine. Do not be dismayed nor despair. Guess what? The Lord is fighting your battle for you. And they, they were, they were, they were, they, they, this whole battle turned into them fighting amongst themselves. You know, the enemy is going to do that. The enemy, or any trial and tribulation, anything that's coming against you is going to be confused and it's going to be disbarred. It's going to be dismayed. You know why? Because God's on your side. When they got there, they're still playing and they got to the edge of the mountain. They looked up. There's dead people all around. <laughs> they, they're like, wow. They kept on praising the Lord while the armies went down and took the spoils. I'm going to tell you something, church. If you trust God and trust his word with a battle, guess what? He's going to bless you. Amen. He's going to bless you. You're already blessed, but you're going to be more blessed. It's, and it's not because, oh, look what I did. And I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. God, I don't believe in that. But I'm just telling you the truth. When you go through trials and tribulations... God's going to go ahead and bless you at the end. Because what the enemy took for evil, and they want to take your blessing, God said, you know what, I'm going to take what they have, and I'm going to give it to you. Amen. You know why? Because they're not serving the king of kings. They're not serving the Lord of lords. You are. Three days it took them to take the spoils. Three days. Imagine that. Imagine them going three days. On the fourth day, Jehoshaphat said, wait, stop. We need to do something. We need to praise him. We need to thank him for the blessing. He delivered us from our enemies. And he also blessed us with their stuff. Amen. Wow. They went back to Jerusalem victorious. Imagine if Jehoshaphat would have said, you know what? I got a big enough army. I read in my studies, I think it was over a million men Jehoshaphat had in his military. A million men. He didn't put his faith and trust in that. He didn't put his faith and trust in something other than God's word. As believers, we need to do the same. We need to go ahead and say, Lord, you got the battle. You got the, you got the, the situation in hand. Also, as believers, as I'm closing up, we need to do what Jehoshaphat did, pray in our battle. But at the same time, we need to wait on his instruction. I said this earlier. A lot of the church wants to want to pray and ask God for help. But instead of waiting on God's instruction, they jump the gun. Or when they hear God's instruction, they just want to have, you know, I don't think that's a good plan. I heard uh, Dave Ramsey say this this week. I was listening to a couple of things. And Dave Ramsey says, you know, a lot of people, they read the Bible and they're like, oh, I don't agree with the Bible. I'm not going to do it. Like they're smarter than God. A lot of Christians do that in a lot of circumstances. They go ahead and look, that's, look in business and in in financing, whatever, they say, well, I don't agree. I don't think it's going to work. Why? The one that wrote this book created the heavens and the earth. He made the sun, the moon, and the stars. He made the foundations of the world. And you're telling me he don't know about finances? He don't know about trials? He don't know about... God, God, was, God knew what he was doing when he made the earth, but he don't know about money. Well, come on, man. <laughs> Wait on his instruction and follow his instruction. And in, in before, during, and after, praise him anyway. Amen. Praise him anyway. Because his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. So don't give up. Don't be this marred. I'm going I'm to say what 
what God told the people of Israel. Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed because of the great multitude or the great battle. For the battle is yours, but the battle is not yours, but is God. Trust in the Lord through your trial this morning. Amen.